I, you're ready for it. I'm the only person that liked Man of Steel. <laughs> Dude, but bitch, I like Man of Steel too. Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot, baby. Shoot. Oh, you doing, baby? Shoot. No, not you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 399 with a review of Deadpool. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you this week. We're talking about Deadpool. We were thinking about also talking about Zoolander 2. But here's the thing. We can't possibly let our 400th episode, our 400th review, go to Zoolander 2. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to give you a full review. We're just going to momentarily, briefly briefly step into a discussion of a film that was so great steven didn't even see it mm-hmm. so carson well i mean we we could have done zoolander 2 first but we just decided not to waste our breath Car- I-, I had a perfectly planned thing of why we're not actually being lazy <laughs> we were we were proactively working to save people but now you just re- uh well i uh rewind <laughs> um well uh zoolander 2 uh Mr. Schnazy is uh, not a good movie. <laughs> Done. What, did everybody Done. die? Like, <laughs> I was taking a sip of beer. I didn't. Oh, okay. okay. I, I thought you were going to explain. I, I, I will. I will say this. I don't know what, was, uh, what I was expecting because when I saw Zoolander <laughs> one, <did> I. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I saw Zoolander one, I am the one person I know in my life who didn't like that first movie. Oh, I, you're the it, one. It, I, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but in the scene in the graveyard where David Duchovny reaches for the flashlight and can't pick it up because his hand is encased in some sort of glass thing that's supposed to keep him a perfect hand model, right. I almost got up and left. <laughs> like, Why? At that point in the movie, I could not take it anymore. It, like, it, was, it wasn't – this is a film that I've had more fun over the years – joking with somebody like the files are in the computer like i'm doing terrible jokes like that than i had ever had fun watching the movie originally and yeah i i've just i've just never come around on the first one so i don't know what i was expecting from the second one but it's yeah it's it's not good well i mean i like the first one um and I think it kind of fits in that mold with like Anchorman where it was sort of lightning in a bottle in terms of becoming a cult comedy. And uh, they both had sequels that came out many years later that were trying to kind of trying to recapture the magic and it really failed. Uh, Anchorman 2, though, looks amazing compared to this one uh, because I, I think. I think the best way to sum this movie up is there's a Susan Boyle cameo that's played for laughs. So if that's like the kind of, you know, relevancy you enjoy in your humor, then uh, it's for you, I guess. But there was another thing I saw that was funny that in a review it was like, it took 10 years to write this? Like, like that's how you kind of feel watching it. Like, all the jokes feel like they were dated like five years ago. Wasn't there something, like, didn't they want to make this movie a long time ago, but something happened somewhere? Well, it's been in the works for a while, uh, but uh, Paramount didn't want to greenlight it, obviously, because the first one wasn't a hit. It only became a hit, you know, on DVD and stuff. So 
it took a while to get going because it was one of those movies where it wasn't considered a success. Gotcha. So it's been in development for at least, I would say, five, four or five years. So you kind of preempted my question because I wanted to know on the scale of Hot Tub Time Machine 2, which I found just awful, to uh, Anchorman 2, which I found like just meh. Yeah. Where is this like, does it keep the spirit of it? Is it still fun or is it just like not redeemable at all? No, it's closer to Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Like I, I think that... It's weird, though, because, and I don't want to go too long on it, but it's weird because, like, so the the second movie is basically just a giant action movie. Like, it's a, it's a spy parody, almost, but with the characters from Zoolander, and, like, it's very aggressive. Like, there's a lot of, like, in-your-face, uh, like, the soundtrack is very, like, assaulting and, uh... It's really weird, like, the tone they chose. It was, like, almost like if Spy wasn't funny or if MacGruber wasn't funny. Like, they, if it's, like, it's like that kind of tone, but it failed hard. And, um, like, I commend them for going, like, with something different. But, uh, yeah, it just was, like, a giant fail. Like, I guess the only positive thing to come out of it is that Ben Stiller could conceivably direct a really good action thriller, like a legitimate one, <laughs> down the line. But as a Zoolander sequel, it totally didn't work. Yeah. Also, Fred Armisen plays a 10-year-old. Like, why couldn't they just go the Clifford route, man? He couldn't just play yeah. a kid? I don't know why they did the weird CG head thing. That just didn't make any sense to me. That was just but that was almost like an example of, like, like the whyness of this movie. Like, why did they spend money on that? <laughs> Why did they do that for the joke, you know? Like, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it it, it basically wasn't good, and uh, I didn't have a lot of fun. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we can really say about that. But going from something that a lot of people liked to a thing that not a lot of people liked, why don't we start talking about a new thing, which started off with a character whose only appearance nobody liked <laughs> to, <laughs> and turned into an appearance that uh, I think maybe a lot of people did like. Let's talk about Deadpool, guys. Um, we're just going to jump into it, get started. We're going to play the trailer audio for the trailer to Deadpool. Um, I don't know why I said it like that, but uh, we're going to do that now. And then when we come back, we will give you a full review. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot, baby. Kind of lonesome back here. A little help here. Excuse me. Woo. Dope in the pool. Dead. Why the fancy red suit, Mr. Pool? Oh, that's because it's Christmas Day, Dopinder. And I'm after someone on my naughty list. You're probably thinking, this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a kebab. Surprise, this is a different kind of superhero story. To tell it right, we gotta take you back before I squeezed into red spandex. Mr. Wilson, you've recently been diagnosed with terminal cancer. We can fight this. What if I told you we can cure you and give you abilities most men only dream of? I'd say that you sound like an infomercial, but not a good one, like Slap Chop, more Shake Weighty. If I never see you again, know that I love you. When I'm finished, your mutated cells will heal anything. But you still think we're making you a superhero? We're making you a super slave. Oh, come on. You're gonna leave me all alone here with Jose Canseco? Whatever they did to me made my body indestructible, but my face... Now, look at me. I... No, look at it. No, I don't want to. Exactly. 
I didn't ask to be super, and I'm no hero. But when you find out your worst enemy is after your best girl, the time has come to be a superhero. Hear the music. We can't allow this Deadpool. I don't have time for your X-Men pool, Colossus. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. That guy was up there before we got here. Knock, knock, open I played a lot of roles. Damsel in distress ain't one of them. Have you seen this man? Wait. Did I leave the stove on? Yeah, you're way too much dude for me. That's why I brought him. I mean, that's why I brought her? Oh, no, finish your tweet. Go get her, tiger. So pity the dude who pressures her into prom sex. All right, so that was the trailer for Deadpool. Uh, basically, we have a dude who uh, knows a lady, and then he finds out that he's dying. But some magical man gives him a shake weight commercial and allows him to beat the cancer, turning him into this uh, hideous man who is also impervious to getting the crap kicked out of him. And uh, then it turns into a revenge tale. So, Carson... What did you think of this rated R superhero movie? Uh, I thought it was uh, rated great for great. <laughs> that is so on point with the humor of this. Um, oh, hold on a second. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> what just happened? Hashtag guffaw. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Deadpool is awesome. Uh which was kind of to be expected, I mean, after hearing all the good buzz on it and stuff, but uh, I was kind of fearful that it would go like a, like where it would be something that seemed really awesome, but they didn't quite nail the tone, but I mean, there's really nothing to complain about this movie, like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, like this is the role he was born to play, and uh, Chris says that that, uh, the one thing people didn't like about X-Men Origins Wolverine, but I think Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool was the only thing. No, no, no. I, I, I mostly meant just the portrayal of that character. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like... Thing, like, nobody walked out of that movie going like, holy shit, yes, we need a Deadpool movie. Like, everybody was like, right. oh, why did they ruin the only chance we would ever get for having a good Deadpool movie? I mean, basically, everyone hated everything about Wolf- X-Men Origins Wolverine, Except for the fact that Ryan Reynolds was awesome casting as Deadpool. Like, the fact that he wasn't in the suit and they sewed his mouth shut, that's a whole different story. But, like, him as, (laughs) like, the portrayal of the character, yes, was shitty. But him as the character was uh, spot on. And, you know, ever since they, ever since they announced that there was, like, a possibility of a Deadpool spinoff, like, I was like, oh, yes, like, they need to do that. Because it's, like, that character is just so funny and so good that like he needs to have his own movie and it needs to be you know super r-rated and i'm glad they followed through because uh it delivers for sure um i mean everything about this movie is great i think it's probably the 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 best uh non-marvel marvel movie uh (laughs) that has come out um and it's one of the best just comic book superhero movies in general. Like I think the way that it sends up all the tropes of these type of movies is uh, just a lot of fun. I mean, I wish more movies would 
do stuff like this. Uh, not just sending things up, but also, you know, just uh, having the the sort of freeness to be filthy and uh, be free, I guess, you know, because it's, it, it's kind of nice, you know, when characters can uh, express things that aren't in a PG-13 form. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, everything should be that way, but now, like, uh, I'm sure all studios are going to be like, well, Deadpool was a hit, so, uh, you know, Civil War has to be R. Like, I mean... Well, there, there already there was already stories out that uh, the people talking about doing Wolverine 3 as a yeah. possible R. Yeah, which that makes sense because Wolverine is sort of, you know, this surly, violent character, so... Yeah. Uh... And I know, like, in a lot of, like, like the last Wolverine movie, apparently in, like, the, the unrated cut, like, there's a lot more violence and F-bombs and stuff. But, uh, you see, like, that makes sense. But in terms of, I don't know, anyway. Um, I, I feel like this movie has a real, like, Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. Um, just in terms of how it uh, handles everything with a very light tone. And uh, the soundtrack is awesome. Like all the music choices in this is spot on. And, uh, I don't know if it just, I don't know if I'm just like super desensitized or have deeper issues, but I know that after I walked out of this movie, I was like, like, it really wasn't that violent. Like I, to me, it wasn't like that hard of an R. Like, I feel like this could have been in some weird way, a PG 13. Like it, definitely was r-rated but like i don't know like i guess because the tone was so cartoonish and i i mean that in a good way like it it legitimately felt like a like you were watching a very profane looney tunes cartoon um and maybe that attributed to why it just felt very light and uh lots of people are getting decapitated and whatnot and it was just kind of like all right well I mean, it could be more bloody, you know, uh, but I, I don't know. Like, that's just that was just my reaction is that like to me, like, even though it was very like R rated, like it still felt PG-13 to me. But I think that was a personal problem and not even a yeah. problem. It was more just like, oh, like I just did like that doesn't register to me anymore. When people say like and stuff on film, it's just like, oh, all right. Well, that's just daily life. I don't know. Well, we know we know it hardly registers for me too because sometimes I miss them in the edit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean but to yeah, laugh so, at that. So it, it's rated R for strong violence, language throughout, sexual content, and graphic nudity. Went oh, there's a that's right, there's a stripper scene. Yeah, but oh, yeah. see, even that, even that, like it's like there's barely any nudity, really. I think like, I don't know. Gra- I read a really thought provoking article on Desiring God <laughs> well, about. Well, that's it. true. Yeah, <laughs> someone really dug deep, but um, stop making me giggle. <laughs> yeah, this is a serious f-ing movie. Um, anyway, yeah, no, but like even in that, it was like, really, was that considered graphic? Like, was there bush zone? Like, there was definitely no like dongs hanging out <laughs> at any point. Like, I like, I don't know. Like to me, graphic would have been like full on female or male nudity. But Carson I Carson needs a T-shirt that says "Give me bush or give me PG 13 <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I just want a shirt that says "Dongs going in." Let's do it. <laughs> Hashtag. Let's do it. Yikes. Um, so, <laughs> is, is that all you got for now? Grandpa over here. Yikes. Oh yeah, that's. I'm done. Yeah. It's Steven. Jinkies. Um, 
<laughs> so, so my fear going into this movie, and like I think I was the only one of us three who was not at all excited for Deadpool. Um, that makes I mean, sense. It, to me, when I see the trailers for it, I would see teenage boy humor, guy trying to be quote hard R, where the joke is how far they're going to take it, and like usually what that really means, like Carson said, is like a hard PG-13 or something where it's like you're trying to be audacious and edgy, but you wind up being actually kind of embarrassing. Um, and I would say I was not right, but I wasn't completely wrong either. So I liked this movie much more than I expected to. Um, I thought the jokes really landed for the most part. Uh, I love kind of the vibe of the Deadpool character. I think Ryan Reynolds is pretty much born to play this person. And the framing of the movie, at least the first half, I really dug. Like, it had that kind of playful mixtape energy to it. Very Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like, it really is getting deep into all of these crazy things about the character. But then it has this lightness that just, like, you know, it really moves along quick. Um, I loved the grisly violence of, like, the opener. I thought it was way more fun than, like, the Kingsman violence, actually. (laughs) Even if it wasn't as, like well shot maybe as some of that but it was it wasn't only goofy like it really was like a good balance of genuinely entertaining and also kind of funny um and i don't know i like the characters of the two i like the the backstory i like the montage showing the progression of time through holidays in the relationship (laughs) of ryan reynolds and his girlfriend um yeah so like overall i like i like it as an origin story and a setup but when it actually came to the story, like when the second half had to deliver a movie, I was not that into this one. Um, like there's a whole large sequence involving X-Men in this movie that I felt sort like of. just did not did not need to be there at all. Like that was really where all of the worst parts of my fears of the movie came out. Like my fear is this would be one long like know how I know you're gay type of movie where it's like back and forth quips where like okay there's a character we set up to be x and now we're gonna rag on him being x for the next five minutes and like towards the end i was feeling a little bit more of that than i would have wanted to um so i don't know i'm 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 torn i think it it has the kind of like fun goofiness of you know the sam raimi spider-man characters but then it also has way less actual superhero content so, like, if I'm judging it as a comedy, I feel like it was really fun for the first half, and then the humor kind of fell. And if I judge it by a superhero movie, it's a in-between. Like, it's a fun theater experience, but it was not anything that totally blew me away. But it wasn't bad, either. I'm very middle of the road on this movie. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm... I'm... I, I'm much more positive than Steven is. I, I think going into the film, I, I was very excited to see it. I think I had some of the same worries. Like I, 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 I was worried that the jokes would 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 end up not being so funny, and I would get tired of them really quickly. And um, besides that, I, w- I was really excited for the character and where the film was going to go. But I think that uh, what's great about the style of humor and the character, the way they combine together, is. Even when the joke itself isn't funny or particularly well written, 
I think the self-deprecating nature of the character makes it work in the world in, in where it's like, yeah, that's the guy who's not really that funny trying to make a statement, which he doesn't even care if it's funny or not. He's just trying to say something so the bad guy has to listen to him say something stupid. And it's – for some reason, it works amazingly. Like there, there are points where I'm laughing at the joke itself and there's points I'm laughing just at the fact that he's making a joke in this situation, which undercuts what the bad guy is trying to do. And I think that having that sort of balance going on between it makes the humor really work for me overall. Then obviously you have like all the the self-referential stuff in the film, like everything from the opening credits, which reference a bunch of things related to the production of the film. Um, the fact that they joke about how they have like the shittiest X-Men <laughs> like in the film with them the whole time. Um, everything really just lines up to be a fun experience. And I think that like when you watch one of the the big Marvel movies, if it if there's something about it that doesn't work, that doesn't make you excited for everything Marvel's doing at all, you really feel kind of let down in a way where you're like, hey, this is all supposed to lead towards something and it's supposed to get me excited for the next Marvel film. But this just feels like a self-contained nugget which doesn't really care if you like it. It's, I mean, I guess it's 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 the cliche like, like thing where the girl is into the boy because the boy doesn't like in, in this case like the boy and the girl are metaphors for like people watching the movie it's like the the movie is is the the bad boy who doesn't really isn't really interested in you but it makes you more attracted to him because like he's not paying attention to you like that's how i feel this movie is like the movie doesn't care whether you are into it or not so it like makes me enjoy it more in this case i'm the girl in my metaphor mm naturally <laughs> does, that, does that not make sense does no it makes sense, sense i mean it has a very like djf streak you know like, right no and i i see that and i think that is kind of its superpower is like if you are willing to make fun of yourself and the fact that you are like excessively jokey it kind of like makes you uh invincible Right, like it's really hard to tear down this movie because it knew exactly when it was taking cheap shots and when it was relying on crutches and stuff. And overall, I don't want to. I think it it did this character proud. Like it did what this character is supposed to do. I only feel like this is not the kind of movie that I would care about revisiting that much i put it in the ant-man category to me where i actually quite liked it as a character and an actor and like a a side story in this superhero universe but it also didn't make that much of an impression on me you see your thoughts on this movie are my thoughts on ant-man like that movie was I feel like middle of the road to me. Like it was, it had a lot of fun stuff in it and, and, and funny elements and Paul Rudd was great, but I mean, there just wasn't enough there. It still felt very like just factory assembled, you know? Um, and I mean, I, I feel like that the reason why this movie, uh, a big reason why it, it works is that it doesn't have the crutch of a lot of the, uh, regular Marvel movies in that it's all in this, you know, a piece of the puzzle and that it does stand alone as its own thing. Um, obviously it could be, you know, connected to the Fox Marvel universe, like with the X-Men movies and, and all that stuff. But, um, I think that 
this movie succeeds in being succeeds greatly because it doesn't it isn't tied to another movie you know in setting up like the next one or whatever i think that's a big plus for this it 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 definitely it's funny because it's it's not concerned with being included in the X-Men, but it definitely wants to lay the groundwork so that if if Deadpool is allowed in, he could definitely be there. Like it's, Yeah, but it's, I it's mean, funny it, the bouncing yeah. act they try to play there. They're like, ah. eh, screw all that crap. But also if if money floats our way, we definitely want to be a part of this. Well, yeah, for sure. But I mean it's not I mean, it's done in a very jokey way, like everything else in the movie. And obviously like the 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 end credit stinger is like super like in on that whole joke is that like hey like i mean you know they they just full on reference like well if we get a sequel like i mean that's like that stuff is funny to me it's not like oh well we're we already know or we're already you know uh invested in making a sequel it was just like no we're just focused on making this one movie first, which is how it should be. It shouldn't just be, you know, oh, well, in the next one, they'll do this and et cetera, et cetera. Well, okay, so, so let, me, let me ask you a question. Kind of, Let me step back from the film in general and just talk about the character of Deadpool. So outside of X-Men Origins Wolverine, is this all of our first introduction to the character? Uh, No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's definitely mine. Okay, it's mine too. So, what what is your background with the character then, uh, Carson? I uh, I mean, I I'm not a uh, comic savvy, but I definitely watched a lot of the Deadpool cartoons back in the day with my comic book savvy friends. So, I didn't even know there was Deadpool cartoons back in the day. Yeah, there's like he shows up in like uh, I think it's like Wolverine versus Hulk or something like that. There's a there's a couple animated ones where he's he's in it, and it's the same exact thing. It's all just, and even then it was like we we're like, oh man, like they gotta make a Deadpool movie because Ryan Reynolds would kill this shit. Well, I, I, the the reason I'm asking is I, I think the character is really an awesome character. I mean, it's I, I know I sound like an idiot compared like everybody's been saying he's an awesome character, and that's why people were excited for the film. But like, I think what I like about him is that is that obviously he, he's he, obviously you can he's related he, he's similar to Wolverine in that he has all the healing and all that bullshit. But but I mean, he's similar to him in the sense that like both of those characters are very much like I don't want to be the big hero, right? Yeah. But the thing that's the thing that really separates them is that like. Wolverine, while he doesn't want to be the flashy big hero and be part of the big X-Men gang all the time, he still wants to protect people and still wants to do things right. And Deadpool is just a very down-on-life, self-deprecating person who literally just doesn't give a shit. And I think there's an interesting level to the the sense of that, like, he's not just like, oh, no, I don't want to be part of the squad. He literally just doesn't care. Like, he doesn't want to do things. He He has this power, and he's not scared of it. He's not hiding it from people. He just doesn't care. Like in in this enti- the entire arc of the character in this movie is get the guy who made him look ugly, <laughs> right? Like that's his entire. Yeah. It's not even. It's not even like there, there's literally nothing bigger than that. There is zero hero ness in this. It's purely a revenge uh, story about a guy who's mad that now he looks ugly and his hot girlfriend thinks he's dead like that was the entire arc of the story and there is no like 
the time that he's killing bad guys, it's just him beating up and killing people to figure out where the guy is that made him look ugly. And, and there's something, I don't know, there's something interesting about that to me where like this entire film doesn't have to relate to any other story. It doesn't have to be people in danger other than the hero. And I, I don't know, there's something fun and more interesting about that to me than what we're getting out of films now where like in every single movie, the entire world has to be in jeopardy of either Mm -hmm. a space invasion or some government conspiracy. That's going to like nuke the earth for some reason. Right. Yeah. I know. I, I totally agree with that. I I would never want to say that. I wish it were more in the cookie cutter mold. (laughs) Like not at all. I think to the extent that this was different from other superhero movies, it was a lot of fun. I only wish it ha- it felt like it still had that need, like these movies that go way out there. I would put Kingsman in that category too, that are like trying to subvert something or do something different. They still have to have a third act. And that third act almost always feels to me like a like backpedaling of everything they were trying to do. And this still had that, like even, even with him being this kind of anti-hero, the guy who doesn't have to be, have to be the good guy who's just going after revenge. I still felt like at a certain point the wheels were turning in the very predictable way. And I I don't know, maybe my bar is too high for having something shock me, but like I wanted this to really stick the landing and I felt like it didn't do that so much. Uh well, I mean, I think everyone knows how I feel and how Chris feels about Kingsman, which is the opposite of Steven. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think Kingsman is another really good comp for this movie. Kingsman and Kick-Ass. Basically the Matthew Vaughn films. Because um, those, I feel like, do a really great job of sending up the genre the, that they're in. And um, yeah, like I, 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 I was wanting that out of Deadpool and I feel like it totally delivered a hundred percent on, on doing that, on hitting that, that tone and that balance of everything. And, uh, and like I said, to go back, I mean, I think the other big plus is that yes, it's a very simple story and that it's basically just a revenge story. Like he's out to get the guy like the the guy isn't just like oh and also i'm opening a portal to destroy the earth that's you know <laughs> uh that is refreshing since like we said like you said every superhero movie seems to have to like top the next one you know uh so that that's a plus for sure i, I will say though I, I do agree with steven that like you know the big third act battle and stuff is really inconsequential compared to even the freeway fight that he has earlier in the film like i i feel like we we see this character at the beginning beginning and we see him sort of established as a super badass i mean the character himself is an assassiny type person before he he gets turned into the deadpool like he's doing shady deeds and he's kicking ass and stuff like that so he's like he's trained he's skilled he can do badass stuff he can call every shot that he does with the few bullets that he has left but when we get to the end of the film he's sort of reduced to uh sort of a lot of hiding which works in the humor sense of like the scenes where he like you know mild mild spoilers rips underwear out of his own suit to use as a white flag to pretend like he's giving up but like 
be be sorry no one's upset that i spoiled that right i don't think so how could you <laughs> um but no but like but i, but I mean like oh, sorry, was I'm gwyneth not. paltrow's head in, in the underwear too? <laughs> how oh. dare you make turn this into a high school boy mockery thing guffaw <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, yeah, I, I just mean that like I, I feel like what I really want is I, I want the ending to John Wick to be the ending of this movie, you know, like I want to see him get progressively more and more badass. Like we we see his like, I, I do like the way they intercut like moments of that one fight throughout the entire film where we're bouncing back and forth between it as we get the whole story. But I, I, I do think that like assaulting the helicarrier wreckage was not the most awesome moments of Deadpoolness, and I think in a film like this, you really want to go out with a bang. Well, I was okay with it. John Wick, by the way, is a great point of comparison. Like that, that is where I was hoping this would go. Though I should say, like, it, I am not more negative than I am positive. It's just this is the type of movie where my positive has very little to say. <laughs> like it's fun and goofy. You're not more negative than you are positive, but you're positive that you can't go the whole way without being negative. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) Did anyone else have the same reaction when uh, TJ Miller made a crack about how the guys looked like they were going to midnight show of Blade 2? Like, I thought for sure he was going to say Blade Trinity like that I know I don't know why that joke was there because yeah Ryan Reynolds is in the third yeah and Blade Trinity sucked ass like it's it's like the it's like the Wolverine of Blade movies the origin spinoff like I I, I, the only thing I can think of is that they subverted your expectations into thinking they would you would think they would say Blade Trinity but they ended up saying Blade 2 I mean, because like maybe that was one of those lines where he just said the joke and they thought it was funny, so they left it in. But T.J. Miller's joke was wrong, right? Yeah, they didn't have him re-say it with the right movie. It it was probably an ad lib, but I mean, it it would have been like a perfect opportunity since they were already making fun of Green Lantern and uh, you know the the stuff, the portrayal of Deadpool and Wolverine. Um, It would it would have been a perfect like, but but like the fact like his. I kind of see that, like, his joke wasn't really making fun of the movie. It was making fun of, like, the dudes. So, I don't know. Yeah, I will say, though, so first, I loved that it made fun of Green Lantern and the original Deadpool and Wolverine. Like, I, I thought that was the kind of meta that it does well, as opposed to, like, chewing gum getting on the screen, which is maybe not meta that it does so well. Um, but then I also... TJ Miller was one of those wild cards for me where like I thought his scenes with Ryan Reynolds could go the way of like a Judd Apatow outtake. And I was pretty pleasantly surprised. I actually liked him a lot. I thought most of the big laughs in the movie came from the two of them. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think they had a good they had a good chemistry together and it didn't just feel like somebody who was put there to be a guy who can add jokes to a movie that's already trying to be funny. It felt like they were like longtime friends and they did legitimately care about each other. Yeah. He's legit. So. Yeah. We just need to ask Ryan Reynolds, why didn't he see Blade Trinity? <laughs> this is the question of our time. Yeah, it would be worth asking. <laughs> it's our who shot first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
But yeah, anybody have any last thoughts about the film? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that could mean anything. I, I really don't. I got nothing. That that could have been a lead into like, why are we not talking about X? But uh oh, DMX. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, should we just jump into the verdict? I think so. Alright, well Carson, why don't you start us off? If you were gonna give the same must see a reckon over the caveat, a wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I mean, it's totally a must-see. I'm Fox has somehow figured out a way to market uh, amazingly fun R-rated action movies on Valentine's Day weekend. So I hope they continue to do so. So there you go. Must-see. <laughs> Steven? I'm giving it a recommend with a caveat. Given it's February and Valentine's Day, and I think a little bit of a curve is in order, um, I thought it was fun. It was a funny movie. I laughed a lot during it. It was only like as it started winding down and then in the future that I started realizing how little I had kept from it, like remembered from it. But if you're looking for a good time, I can't imagine you not at least laughing at this movie. Yeah, um, I, I'm the guy who usually gives a one step down from Steven, but I'm going one step up this time. I'm going to give this a must-see. I think this is incredibly fun. Um, it, it's, this is just a great, it's a great film to watch, I think. Uh, I think you, you'd have to be really in a mood to not enjoy at least most of this film. Like, if, if you're super prudish, there's some jokes that you probably won't like, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think for the most part, it's definitely... It's it's fun and it's you know in in a world where the superhero movies are all leading towards something and you feel like oh, I gotta watch another one so that I know what the hell's going on in this stupid Infinity Gauntlet crap. Uh, this is a movie that you can just watch with no knowledge of anything it, as long as you know that there are some X Men somewhere and that there's a character called Wolverine <laughs> that that ladies like. I think you'll get enough that you need to know. And Otherwise, at least one joke won't make sense to you, <laughs> and that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, a- a- any distance you can get from Colossus, either way, is probably going to benefit you. Well, either that, or if you just don't know who played uh, Charles Xavier, that that also <laughs> might whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you that, don't, that if you don't get it, then whatever. Yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be plenty of other things you can get. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's going to bring us to the end of this review of Deadpool, um, Carson. People still can't find you online, right? Uh, well, you can find me at not looking forward to Captain America Civil War at all.tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> AKA Civil Bro, because that looks like the most bro movie. Like, oh, but he's my bro. And he's like, but I'm your bro. It's like, not anymore, bro. <laughs> no, it's I was your bro. Oh, yeah. I still, I still, uh, I don't, I don't want to like diverge and int movie yet but i don't want to i don't want to like break this before the end of the podcast but I, I, that's still every time i i watch that scene it's like close up on tony stark's face and he's like i was your friend too or whatever like i it's still and, and it's like they weren't friends either makes it even more impactful it's like oh, they, they, they they weren't like super friends <laughs> they, well, they literally were super <laughs> they friends were, they were super a little friends. super friend friendly <laughs> but you know what i mean like they weren't like the best they weren't the best of bros no but there is a context in which they were brotherly 
and now they're in this stake where like he is even more brother with this other person and there's like things that's i don't know I, i'm i'm excited for civil war i'm i think there's I, yeah we're, we're, we'll, we'll fight about it when the movie comes it just out. looks like winter brolger nailed it <laughs> but like way worse like a, like a hundred times worse just like, oh, bro, it's so gritty, and like, ugh, like, I, no, I'm just excited. no laughs, no guffaws here, bruh. Characters are gonna serious, die. Char- characters are gonna die. We're gonna get to see Spider-Man for the first time, the new Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man. What if- I-, I think it's gonna be cool. all y'all. I'm ready for Batman versus Superman. Come at me, bro. <laughs> no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, you're ready for it. I'm the only person that liked Man of Steel. <laughs> Dude, but bitch, I like Man of Steel, too. Uh, go back. Uh, spoiler warning archives. Uh, I believe the ratings were must-see and must-see. Thank you. I know, I know. I'm just saying, Like for the most part, I'm the only person that I ever talked to besides you that actually <laughs> likes the movie. Okay, well, I, I feel like there's a lot of hate, though, for, for, for Batman vs. Superman. Like, I mean, nobody likes that trailer, but, like, I'm... Just... Yeah, I'm in, I'm in that camp. No, I, Dude, I actually, I'm in the hate I actually camp. like the trailer. Dude, I am so down. It looks like... It looks like Sucker Punch, but with Batman and Superman. Dude, speaking of Sucker Sucker Punch, the the part of the trailer where like Superman takes a swing at Batman and Batman fucking blocks it. Yeah. And then he has that look on his face like, uh, this has never happened to me in my life besides the last movie when I fought General Zod. And then, like, Dude, I don't know. And you know that that giant, horrific-looking doomsday creation is totally going to have Michael Shannon's voice and it's going to be the best thing ever, so all the haters can just... Haters going to hate, because they can go home, because it's going to be great. I don't know if it'll actually have his voice. I feel like the only time Michael Shannon is in the movie is when he's in the body bag, Dude, when they bring... he's going to have his voice. I'm, I'm calling it right now. So, <laughs> all right. get ready. As long as he screams, I will find him, <laughs> then I'll be happy. So will be screaming anything. The, the, did, did we all we all said what our rating was, right? Zach, yeah. Zach Snyder yeah, so. all day long. Oh, that's right. You're supposed to tell us, Stephen, where people can find you. Uh, you can find me at desiringdog.org. <laughs> or where else can you find me? Did you point Some... that to your blog? <laughs> I haven't pointed it yet, but by the time this goes live, I'll point it somewhere. I hope right. it redirects to, like, Goatsy or something. <laughs> you, no? You've got me down, Carson. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's the only place you can find me. All right. People can find me at ChristopherRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or uh, like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site like some nice young gentleman did uh, earlier today. Um, or you can call us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW at 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Deadpool, or at least the trailer, because that song better than the freaking soundtrack. What, Shoop? <laughs> no. Oh. No. Shoop is definitely the song of Deadpool. Well, it's either right. that or that song that they... I, I keep meaning to look it up, but they had to have made it for the movie, but it's like, he's a Deadpool! Like, it played <laughs> over the, like, the montage. There was The montage where he's just like, is it sexist if I hit you, or is it sexist if I don't? Like, that montage... <laughs> Like, okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. There was like the lyrics were like, "He's a Deadpool, Captain Deadpool, gonna kill you." Like that was the lyrics were just they were funny. I don't know who did it. Maybe it was Ryan Reynolds. 
I don't I know. I think it, it, it'll be Shoop over that one. <laughs> Whatever. Shoop you. <laughs> shoop, you, shoop you too. Anyways. You know what? I'm going to edit all this out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Basically, all of this is gone, Carson. I'm sorry. I, I've been waiting for either of you to say guffaw again so I can say argh yourself. But it never <laughs> happened. Well, that should be the uh, ending right there. Yeah. Boom. Done. I don't believe in the golden rule. I came to get laid. Note to the ladies, I'm not a tool. I'm a sexy mother.